Hey, welcome to the Race to Alaska podcast, The Daily Fix. My name is Daniel Evans, race boss for Race to Alaska. Let's get at it. All right, we're here with Ryan the Wedge, Wedgwick from Team Nomadica. Yeah. He came in yesterday, two days ago. Two days ago in a, in a fog, yeah. Just after midnight, Alaska time. To clarify, we're talking a personal fog. A personal fog, <laughs> big time personal fog. <laughs> I didn't even know that Alaska has their own time zone difference. So that's how smart I am about it. That means you got to cut an hour off of your time. Yeah. Yeah, well done. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, hospitality along the way ripped through Seymour Narrows. I had a great time going through Seymour Narrows. And I was still staying ahead of the, the seascape, which is like, you know, oh, gorgeous, fast boat, you know. Wait, describe your boat real quick. Uh, it's a 2002 Windrider 17. It's faded yellow plastic. It's a Craigslist bomber. I added a few little sort of trick things to it, and, you know, I did a lot of modifications to it, but it's, at the end of the day, it is just, you know, I call it a 75-gallon plastic bucket. Right, how high is it set above the water? What's its freeboard? Oh, it's big. It's about 14 inches. Oh, yeah, wow. If that. Okay. Yeah, if you're a Smurf, that is a massive freeboard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're scooting along ahead of the power. I'm, I'm having fun, and then I get to... Uh, around the bend and, you know, start hearing the reports about the gale coming in. And so, say we're there, I, that's where I'm going to hang out and hold up. And it was kind of disappointing to me because I was just having so much fun. Those other bigger boats, they didn't stop there. They kept on going. And I, you know, kind of wish I should have gone a bit further. But, you know, they're going deep into Johnstone Straits where, you know, my buddy Brian and I got our asses handed to us last year. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, no, I'm going to stay away from that. So pulled in there and uh you know tied up and i hear people walking down the dock and uh i peek my head out of my tent you know i've got a boom tent my mom made me for the trip and so i'm and so i peek out and i, I see this couple walking down the dock and they anyway they came down and they're like hi we saw you on the tracker and it's this couple linda and eric they, they said you know we can you know we can take you up to the junction which I said, sure i'd love that thank thank you very much so and so we get to the gas station and you know, she's so good. She said, well, that's where the coffee is. And, you know, she's going through the whole store that introduces me to the, the girls working at the counter. He's with the race to Alaska. You know, help him out. Very prestigious. So the girls, well, these are our ham and cheese sandwiches. And these are... So I got uh, the tour of the gas station. And then uh, they were generous enough. I hadn't seen the tracker at all. So they took me by their house and and they brought up the computer and they showed the track. Well, that's where you are. Next, you know, Linda brought out, she had heated up, you know, that night's dinner. And then next, you know, a piece of pie comes out. And I was just, just amazing. And, you know, a friend comes over and we're all chatting and laughing and having a good time. And I think they brought me back to the boat, you know, a couple hours later. But I just, wow. you know, I had a bag of treats from the gas station and a full belly with a nice warm meal. And that, that stuff means more than anything than the race to me it's just hospitality it's you, you think if the race to alaska went through the u.s <clears throat> waters you'd find some <clears throat> hospitality uh <laughs> the canadian in me doubts that but it, <laughs> and if it was uh if it was santa cruz no if it was puget sound yeah, yeah right okay the ketchikan yacht club is the yacht club i've been dreaming of i know forever i talked to the commodore and all the other boys from the yacht club yesterday we were having some beers and i said guys i'm hooking this thing this floating yacht club <laughs> up to my windrider and i'm taking it this bitch back to victoria 
you can have, you know, a fancy boat or you can have some dingbat with a 16 foot Nordica, you know, and everyone's just all in it together. 110 bucks a year mm -hmm. membership. And then, you know, burger night where they make a few extra bucks, but it's just, it's exactly what you need to. It's been really good for me too, that there's other teams here that it gives you a chance to decompress. Mm -hmm. You know, the joke over the last few years with the race is, you know, re-entry getting back into society after, you know, living around the ocean for a couple of weeks solo or with a couple of crew members, maybe you've had friction with. Right, but regardless, it's like a multi-week <coughs> personal crisis. Completely. Yeah. Tell me about what was happening when you were hanging out in Shearwater. So Shearwater, I was dealing with the battery issue on the boat. I, I brought a voltmeter with me in my toolbox and I was able to sort of suss out what was going on. And so the battery... For the whole trip. Yeah. A, a voltmeter. Yeah. As a primary piece of gear good T timmy p was making fun of me for being the only solo guy to ever completely do the race with a voltmeter i believe that a few other things hey so <laughs> i uh managed to find a couple of really awesome guys in shearwater at the shearwater resort marina they had an old charger in the back so i threw the battery on that now what do you do you can't speed it up so you're waiting so i'm waiting so i'm inside the restaurant at the shearwater and uh I, I hear one of the waitresses talking to another waitress saying, oh, our walk-in cooler is down. And my ears perk up because that's what I do is refrigeration. And so I, you know, someone calls it, is there a doctor in the house? <laughs> I thought, who, here's my chance, right? I just need a phone booth to put on a cape. That's right. Come it, save the day. No phone booths in Shearwater. So I <laughs> go up and I said, you know, pardon me, I couldn't help over here. I, you know, I do refrigeration can i help oh yeah sure sure so next you know i'm i'm up in this you know attic up above the walk-in cooler checking out the compressor and everything and anyway i diagnosed <laughs> the problem their start capacitor was blown on the did you pull out your multimeter no i didn't need to oh, at this didn't. point i was fully thinking i might have to get the the voltmeter anyway so I, I i said okay here's the part number this is what you need to phone your local refrigeration guy i'm really sorry i don't have parts in my boat <laughs> Otherwise, I'd help you out. And it's okay, okay. I did a service call in Shearwater. <laughs> in your in your refuge, in your port of call. Yeah. Yeah, nice. But that's just, you know, talking about hospitality. It's just me like, oh, I can help someone. I got nothing to do right now. Brilliant. This is cool. Can I, you know, can I help? Can I do something? Hey, I want to ask you about something else, too, because you did race last year, you know, double-handed in Nordica, Team Nordica, and yeah. didn't finish. Yeah. And then this year, you decided to make it harder on yourself, I think, by going solo. And, and maybe easier in some ways. But I'm wondering, did you encounter times when you were like, I may not be able to do this? Did you ever feel that daunted? The No, I didn't feel that um, growing with the current. And everything's just beautiful still. There's no boats around. And I'm making good headway. And that's when Johnson Strait says... I remember you from last year and click and next thing you know oh, north. a northerly wind I'm trying to reef next you know I'm, I'm getting pushed over to the to the rocks mm -hmm. so that's that's the that's the one other sort of bad decision I made I, I thought okay I'm gonna throw the anchor out I'm gonna try and just save me off the rocks a bit and kind of just get my bearings here and just smarten off the anchor hooked and uh, I had paid out enough road that I was staying off the rocks, but I was still very, very close to the rocks. And with the, the current going the other way and the wind blowing, just... What's the wind speed up to now? 
I'm figuring it's at least 20, at least like going on 25, and it's just the the waves got quite big. They were three, four foot waves, and so now I'm starting to get pounded towards the rocks. And my I've got a little bow spread on my boat, and I I know if that even just looks at a rock, shit's gonna go sideways. So I, I grab the port oar, and I've got the blade in my armpit, and I've got 12 feet of sweep oar, and the wooden handle is against the rocks. And for two hours, I pulled myself off the rock using the sower as I slid down Johnstone Strait with my anchor kind of going And it was, you know, I think it was about two in the morning when all of a sudden, you know, I'm getting pretty beat. I was, I think, two minutes to Mayday mm. on that one. And then I started moving away from the rock. You know, next thing you know, I finally checked my navigation. I'm a mile off the shore it seems you know I, well i don't have that much road so <laughs> i'm kind of peeved too because the wind's blowing me one way the current's still trying to take me other i'm still getting pounded by waves i kind of get my stuff together okay so i pull up the anchor and i decide the best thing is to to turn tail and so i'm ripping down downwind in the dark bows just plunging into the back of waves and finally made it to port neville i was so done mm-hmm yeah. Yeah. So it's times like that where you, you're like, geez, I wish there was another person on board. <laughs> but it's, the luxury's not there, so you just deal with it. Yeah. Yeah, that was probably the only real scary time. I mean, it sounds terrifying. Yeah. The, 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 the middle end. of the night, pushing off a rock, showing something straight. Hey, do you want to, can we take a look at the tracker together? Sure. Have you, has it been a while since you've seen the tracker? Yes. Yeah. Those are our heroes trailing in the back of the pack. Oh, wow. Yeah. Guard just left Shearwater uh, today, this morning. Make it to an oracle, yeah. Kind of working their way up. Oracle with a little more success. I really hope Dan from Team Gar can move ahead. You know, he's traveled great distance coming over from the East Coast for this race. I really hope he can start punching forward a bit faster. He's open too. He had uh, like maybe a day and a half. He was just in bed at Shearwater. The clerk there said that he just essentially checked in, slept, woke up, got another night, and went back to bed. <laughs> kind of recuperated. He's having a tough go. Yeah, 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 he is. Seems pretty undaunted. Make it so. They're just on the inside of Aristotle's ball. Yeah. And Oracle's. Mm. Oracle should be leaving, living the dream going up Grenville. Right, hopefully. I mean, they've, they've been making some good miles since they left mm-hmm. Shearwater. Yeah. They need to. As the math goes, their average isn't high enough, so their average has to go up. But it looks like yeah. it's, that's doing that, which is, yeah. which is pretty terrific. And, that wow, there's a massive gap there between the next group, eh? Yeah. And this one, it looks like they're bum-rushing Ketchikan all at once. I mean, there's five teams there. You know, you got Visit wow. Porter, still buddy-boating with Rod Price. Yeah. Kelp oh. Rush Away and Grace B going outside. Grace B. Yeah. It's hard to tell. One and a half knots. It's very tough. And you know what? That's part of the thing with the race, too, is I was so conscious during the race. You know, I was staring at the tracker mounted Mm. on the boat a foot away from me. And you're looking at it, and you're like, who's looking back at me? And, you know, (laughs) I've got got an uncle who's just, you know, a, a mariner hero to me. And I've got a lot of other friends who sail and stuff like that. And it's just like, okay, you know, who's laughing at me? Because I'm, like, doing donuts out here in the middle of the current because I've planned this wrong or the winds died. And you're, you, you, yeah, you're kind of like, who's who's judging me? But that's the that's 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 the really neat part of this race is that it does everything to you. 
<laughs> right? Every bit of emotion, every... I felt every bit of emotion out there. I got so angry one day with the wind. Like, I, I threw a total spaz temper tantrum because of the wind, and it just, after five hours of getting just nothing from the wind, where it's the north wind and it's going against me, this porpoise came by the boat, and it's coming right by the boat, and I, I just looked at it and just completely out loud like it was a person. I was like, go f*** yourself, porpoise. <laughs> And I was so pissed off at this porpoise. Like, if he came closer, I would have used Wayne's oars and probably smacked the thing. And was it general hate or just the fact that it could do 20 knots quite easily? Yeah. Any direction at once. <laughs> I was just like, that. you were the last thing I want to see right now. You get out of my neighborhood, buddy. Um, but you see every emotion. You know, I laughed. I, you know, I had a bit of a cry at one point. You know, there's just a lot of a lot of things that go on and you know especially when you're tired like holy crow your guard goes down when you're tired yeah so everything starts creeping up but uh yeah i think it's awesome the, the way the race is you know i i think everyone should do the race solo at some point and just kind of i think it changes you a bit well hey ryan thanks so much for sitting down and chatting oh gosh anytime I, 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 this has just been a really exciting opportunity and adventure you know it's a trip of a lifetime I'm so happy I got to come in and ring that bell. I'm so happy that there was, you know, people there, you know, at midnight. It was really special to come in and just hear that cheering in the middle of the night in pitch black. Yeah, and I really appreciate what you guys are doing with the race, and I, I really hope it continues. Well, I'm grateful to have you as part of the Race of Alaska now yeah. forever. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, buddy. Right on, man. Thank you, sir. Thank you. You can follow it all at r2ak.com. This is Daniel Evans, race boss for Race to Alaska.